Hey, it's Dan Waltzman again. You're listening to the Edgy Conversations podcast. And I have to tell you, I have been thinking for the last 48 hours about that Jim Fortin interview. If you haven't listened to that, if you're coming to this podcast and you haven't had a chance, what is this podcast? Episode number 91. If you haven't come to this episode, uh, if you come to this episode new and have not heard the four-part podcast segments we did with my interview with Jim Fortin, then you are missing out big time. I mean, bigly. Whatever the words are, you're missing out. You got to go check that out. I've been thinking about it more and more. And really, the biggest point is this idea of identity. By the way, I did mention it earlier. This is the podcast that's radical help for people who want it. I like to say that because I think it sets the tone for what we're going to talk about. I mean, who cares about identity? Well, people who are looking to change do. Who cares about, you know, improving your life? Well, people who are looking for radical help, care about the small little details that define success. And I know you do too. In the daily grind, it can be frustrating to think, I always have to improve. No, 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 no. You don't have to improve. You get to improve. And by the way, that comes back to this whole idea of identity. Identity. Are you someone who needs to improve? Are you someone who's already good enough? That is an identity element. That is someone who has a life of frustration. It's, it's a pretend life of hoping that no one figures out that you're not as good as your bluster. And if you've ever been around somebody like that, I'm sure no one in this audience is actually that person, but if you've ever been around someone like that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They always have the answers. The first person up, you know, hand up first, always telling you exactly how it is. And no matter what you said, you could be the Queen Mary herself. You could be the Virgin Mary herself. You could be Mother Teresa. I don't name someone really smart and awesome. And that person, the identity of I don't need to change, I'm already good enough, right? Says, no matter what they say, you have to prove that you know more, that you know better. That something you've learned preempts them. I, you know, I've been thinking about identity and I've been thinking specifically in the idea of identity around me and running. And what's cool about this is, and maybe I shouldn't tell all of Sarah's secrets, but we were talking about the last year and how things have gone. And she was telling me how successful her running had been last year. Uh, and she listed off a whole bunch of successes, ran her first triathlon, then ran her second triathlon and improved the time from the first triathlon by 30 minutes. It's pretty cool, huh? And then she ended up uh, running uh, a couple races, uh, one specifically on my birthday where we all did 39 miles. And then for her birthday, which is December 31st, not too long ago, she actually topped that distance that she had run previously. And so she was like, I, I'm really doing this. I'm a runner. I'm becoming a runner. And I thought, that's interesting. That's her identity. Her identity now has changed. She's been hanging around runners. She's been doing things that runners do, but it wasn't until she changed the stories she was telling herself about herself that she had this epiphany of, I'm actually a runner. Isn't that cool? How many of you have kids who have said, you know, all these negative things, oh, I'm not that guy, I'm not that guy, I'm not, well, wait a minute, maybe I am that guy. I also thought about me and doing what I'm doing now, most of you know, when I started the podcast, I've said it a bunch of times, I've, I've been changing 
our business. I've always said, no, I, I work with really big companies and I give everything else away. That was my identity is that I, I charge big companies, kind of like the Robin Hood approach. You charge big companies, you give everything else away. And I realized over time that me giving things away wasn't helping people change because people would look at those free things and go, yeah, I'll get to this when I can get to this. And then I learned an important lesson that transformation happens in the transaction. Here's what that means. People grow when they pay. So me giving things away was actually hurting people. And don't get me wrong, this is not me tuning you up to tell you <laughs> that I'm now charging for everything we do. It's not. Podcast is still going to be free. Blog posts are going to be free. All this stuff, it's in our investment, our, our investment in you. That's our investment in this community. By the way, our return on investment is watching you grow. Our return on investment is watching as you send us emails by the, reading your emails, telling us uh, what you've enjoyed and how it's helped you transform your life, take your life and your game to the next level. So it's not like I'm just giving this away. I get something from it. I get a sense of fulfillment. That's what I get from it. It warms my heart when I get emails from you saying, by the way, Dan, I tried this one thing, or you don't know I've been struggling in this way, but this has turned my life around. It's changed. We started this podcast by thinking about identity, and I've been thinking about this whole psychology of identity that Jim Fortin mentioned. I told, didn't I, I warned you before episode one, I told you that four-part series, I said, Jim's stuff is going to blow your mind, and I hope it has. But by the way, that, those, are, those are episodes that you have to go back and listen to again. I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I'll grab something and I'll listen to it. I'm thinking, oh, you can't see me now, obviously, but my eyes are shut, but I'm just thinking. I don't, sometimes there's those podcasts where you have to do that. You just have to, by the way, don't do it while driving <laughs> but, or running <laughs> or anything dangerous. But you just, you have to sit there and think about what you just heard, what you just heard. Now you get the luxury of pausing the podcast and writing something down or thinking about it. While I'm interviewing Jim, you hear me a couple of times, I'm just flabbergasted because my brain is like on overdrive, thinking about all the wonderful stuff that he shared with me. So, if you haven't already stopped by the Sales Psychology Academy, where for $1, by the way, that's a pretty low bar, for $1, Jim starts sharing his powerful secrets with you, that community, then you're missing out. You're missing out, by the way. Because, I, by the way, I did it. I'm not telling you to do anything. I wouldn't do. I thought, oh my goodness, there is so much material here that if I'm trying to grow my business, and my business is being in front of customers and selling them something, then this is exactly the spot that I need to hang out. But more importantly, one of the things that struck me about identity was, you know, I, I identify with what Jim's saying. Let me say that again. I identify with what he's saying. I didn't say I fully understand it, but I identify with it. I've seen the power of kind words to others. I've seen the power of emulating the person that I'm speaking with. If they're speaking with a soft tone of voice, then I speak with a soft tone of voice. If they're loud and quick and moving all around, then guess what? I'm loud and quick and moving all around. And by the way, mirroring and matching is just one part of this whole sales psychology, one part of the Sales Psychology Academy. The one thing I thought that was interesting was that most of us, think of ourselves and our daily existence, and maybe this is going too far, but let me just say this is what I was thinking. Think of our daily existence as overwhelming. 
I say it. I've heard it from you. I'm already doing too much. I'm already doing too much. And see, here's what's staggering about that. That story you tell yourself of I'm already doing too much, I'm already involved enough, tells you about you that there's no room to grow. It tells you about you that you haven't optimized your life. It tells you about you that you're not the type of person who uh, goes and gets that one more thing. And over time, the identity of the person that you become isn't the identity of the person that you need to be in order to achieve outrageous success. So what is it that separates Mark Cuban and Richard Branson and Elon Musk? I mean, think about Elon Musk. He's building a company called The Boring Company, right? You know about Tesla and you know about batteries and you know about the, the fact that he's putting shingles on your roof that, that allow you to store sunlight and turn it into batteries. They look like real shingles. They're not like the old solar panels. He's now building a, a company that tunnels under cities. So where there's congested highways, he's, he's talking about building a motorized system where cars get put on lifts and zoom around at like 100 miles an hour towards their destination. I mean, it's mind-blowing sort of stuff. How many of you have an idea that you've been thinking about or you've even tried once or twice and you're like, it's not going to work. It's too crazy. Listen, we've got a guy, by the way, Elon Musk is the same guy who's strapping his Tesla onto one of his rockets to send it into space. Think about that. The most wild outlandish ideas, even beyond what Steve Jobs had as far as creating music players in your pocket, right? This is the guy doing it and yet we often think, oh, it's not my ideas. My days aren't supposed to work. It, this always happens to me. And I, I think one of the powerful identity elements that needs to change for us is actually believing that our ideas are worth it. And even though they're crazy and outlandish, that they have the capacity to change the world. And that's why we have to persist in bringing them to creation. That's the reason why we can't abandon them. We have to push on. We have to push forward. We have to make it happen identity. Who do you identify as? I am a person who's a runner. It means I run not because I have to or because I'm trying to lose weight. I'm a person who runs because I am a runner. I'm a runner. At the beginning of this year, my whole family decided to go keto. If you're not familiar with that is, whew, that might be a good thing. <laughs> but basically, it's something I did way back in my ultra running days that I've abandoned, but I think it's really cool that as a whole family, uh, Sarah suggested it wasn't even my idea, but the whole family now, we're dropping carbs. Basically, you only eat 20 carbs a day. If you flip open or flip the back of a package open, you'll see what carbs really are, but keto says you eat fat, it teaches your body to optimize for fat. So that when you're out running or when you're living your life, your body is burning fat. It's not burning carbs. Why? Because you, you don't have carbs in your body. Out of about 2,000 carbs a day that you might stick in your face, 3,000, 4,000, whatever the number is of carbs that you might eat, your body is burning that as quick fuel. But if you don't have that in your body, your body burns fat. At first, my thought to hearing this plan from the kids and Sarah was, I'm not that guy. I don't need to do that. That's not me. I don't need to go on a diet per se. I probably do, but 
I probably need to stop eating jelly beans is what I need. And that's not a probably, it's a definitely. But then the thought hit me, wait a minute. Are you the type of person who is not willing to sacrifice for your family? Are you the type of person who thinks they're already good enough? What's your identity, buddy? Come on. Who are you as a person? That thought was kind of convicting. And then it was humbling. Because the answer was, you're the type of person whose default reaction is, I don't need to do that because I didn't think it up. It's not my idea. That's a pretty powerful, convicting thought. I don't need to do something because it wasn't my idea. That's an identity level thing. So what are the stories I have to start telling myself in order to improve? Perhaps one story is that no matter how much I achieve, there's always room for me to help make the world a better place. Maybe another story is happiness is not determined by what you achieve. Maybe another story is wealth and money isn't the measuring stick for all things awesome. See, see what I'm talking about? And I know we're in the nitty gritty. I, I, I get it. You maybe even listen to this and you're like, dude, get off this. I get it. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to think about. It's uncomfortable to hear. It's uncomfortable when you're challenged. I'm talking to myself right here, people. I'm talking to myself. Identity. What is your identity? I don't know about you, but I can't stop thinking about that last segment of the four-part series that Jim brought us, Jim Fortin, and his amazing interview about stories and identity. How about this idea of dismissing bad habits? Just dismissing a habit, turning your back on it and saying, I dismiss you from my life. Think about that psychologically. Anyways, for the last 48 hours, I've been thinking about stories. I've been thinking about identity. I've been poking around the Sales Psychology Academy. I signed up for it. I paid a dollar and then I went back and bought the full membership about two hours later after digging around saying, if you're going to keep adding new content, I'm going to stay hanging out here for a few bucks a month so that I can stay powerful and engaged. By the way, if you're someone who's like going, dude, what are you talking about? Where is that? I, I believe the URL, and we'll put it in the description, is salespsychologyacademy.com slash Dan. The reason why we did that is I wanted all of you to know that I'm in. I'm in. I stand behind it. I'm using it. I love it. More than, more than that, if it can help me change my identity and stories, that's what I'm looking for. I want my story to be that Dan changed. He helped a lot of people. He was humble. I've not been humble a lot of my life. I'm starting to get humble as I get older. I'm starting to realize the power of my actions, power of and the consequences of my misdeeds, the consequences of small thinking, how bad habits, bad thinking are limiting not just me, but my family and my friends and this community and everything that I do. And so for, for all of us, here at the Edgy Empire, for all of you here at the Edgy Empire, I just want to say, what's your story? What's your identity? If you haven't thought about it, it's all I've been thinking about for the last 48 hours. If you haven't thought about it, go back and listen to those episodes from Jim Fortin all over again. Really harness, harness the thinking of who are you? Hey guys, until the next time, I'm excited that you're here and you're around. If you haven't grabbed the calendar, well, by golly, come on. 
Go grab yourself that calendar of awesomeness. January is, is just gangbusters awesome. I've enjoyed every minute of talking about purpose. You can't have a purpose without your identity. You just can't. Without knowing who you are, it makes no sense planning to get anywhere. Okay? So, uh, go be awesome. Until the next time, who are you? Think about it. <laughs>